Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. Hey friend, welcome back to The Room. It's a place where leaders talk about the things that we often don't reflect on or talk about out loud. And, you know, one of the places that I find that we all have an opportunity to continue to work on and develop is around communication. I know that in my journey as a leader, that my initial training of leadership was in the United States Marine Corps, where at the time it was really direct, straight, no chaser communication. So direct, in fact, that often people who hadn't had that experience would be very shaken by the directness of communication. That communication also had a lot to do with not getting buy-in. You know, here's a direct order. You follow that direct order. You don't ask questions. You don't challenge. You don't do anything. You know, you're yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and you keep it moving. And that is, I believe, the way that many people have been uh, groomed as leaders. And especially depending on your age group, if you're older, that was a hallmark, right? Uh, to be deemed a leader and be in command and control of a situation or to assert your authority, the more direct your communication was, the more kind of, I don't want to say just blunt, but the more direct your communication was, the better. Well, (laughs) I have a, a story of actually watching the impact of that and the uh, the fallout from it, frankly. And this is ripped from the headlines of all things soccer. Um, and so I want to just share kind of kind of play out what is what has transpired to date. So my son, our son plays uh, plays competitive soccer and about, well, so he's been in with this club maybe about a year and a half. And the coach that he was playing under would be characterized as having uh, ineffective communication from the standpoint of it was often late, you know, communicating basic logistics information was late or convoluted, just unclear. Uh, so that was one real challenge in terms of that particular coach's leadership. And I'm going to call that coach, Coach Billy. The other part that this particular coach had difficulty with was really uh, being organized. So, you know, when you have, you know, what would you have, about 20-some 20, 20 parents trying to organize the schedules and get to and from places, again, just like a team, right, uh, just like a regular team in your work environment or anywhere else, you know, you need to be able to plan and, and have, you know, have some guidance and know, you know, how are we organizing logistics. So Coach Billy was not, that was not his strong suit. Um, the one thing that he was really good at was, you know, being kind and loving. And I would, I would say maybe supportive. I don't, I don't know. I, as I've watched this whole thing unfold, I think that there's some things to learn about being too accommodating, not holding people to a higher level 
of expectation, um, basically loving, maybe loving people or loving and supporting, in this case, team members, even though, um, even though there was an opportunity to push them. So that's Coach Billy. Now, Coach Billy has a director, and I'll call that director, Director Sam. And some of the parents over time were getting frustrated with Coach Billy's, you know, ineffective communication or last-minute communication, which again, this is what this is what happens in teams and at work. And uh, I believe some folks had probably spoken to Director Sam. So out of the blue, Director Sam sends a, I believe sent a, uh, oh, sent an, a, an, an email. And basically, it was an all call for parents to come to a parent meeting. So parents are like, wow, okay, what's, what's happening? And this particular meeting coincided with uh, the entire team being elevated to a new level of play. So we were moved into a much higher level of play than anyone had anticipated. So the parents get on this call. Now, mind you, this is kind of the first time most of the parents are having interact- interactions with Director Sam. We get on this call and Director Sam basically says this. So I have some announcements to make. Um, I'll hold your questions until the end uh, and I'll answer them. Um, but this is the way, this is the, this is the format of the meeting. So the parents who are accustomed to having a lot more latitude and input were I think a little bit taken aback. Director Sam then proceeded to say to us, your club has been moved to a higher level of play. Uh, Every child who is here, there are some children that should not be playing uh, at this level. I was not aware that Coach Billy made these changes, and so I need to find out what is going on. But from this point forward, Coach Billy is no longer your coach. You will have a new coach who is going to be Coach Jack, And Coach Jack will be taking over effective immediately. And so parents clearly, now this is the team, right? So this is this this side of the team, were taken aback, to say the least. And well, what what does this mean? And and how, you know, what what, what happened? And we didn't realize that we were moving into a higher bracket, a higher bracket and level of play. Like, what does this mean for for our players? And Director Sam basically said, this is a closed issue. Uh, Coach Billy is gone. We're going to work, continue to work to develop him. And Coach Jack is going to be your new coach. And basically, that's it. So in this situation, in this particular type of communication, um, there were a couple of really huge missteps that Director Sam made. Um, and I'd love for you to think about what they are. Um, I'll share my insight. The first thing is, is that this director didn't take the time to basically engage and build relationship and rapport with the parents. When I say that he came on and basically did a decide and announce, or he just made an announcement without bringing anyone along, without helping people understand why the changes were being made, there were there, of course, was other rumors, you know, always circulating. But in this particular moment of communication, this leader did a decide and announce, said, "This is the way it's going to be. It's basically my way or the highway, and you as parents need to get on board 
and your kids need to get on board because your kids are your kids are not ready for this level of play, but this is the change we're making and this is our expectation. So by doing that, um, director Sam created a lot of dissension and a lot of division, if you can if you could well imagine this. But it didn't stop there. So no one knew the new coach, Coach Jack. No one knew anything about Coach Jack. And then what happened was various parents kind of went into what I saw as three camps, kind of three, yeah, three camps. The, um, the folks who were committed to a new way because some parents were frustrated with the way that Coach Billy you know, Coach Billy's lack of communication, Coach Billy's lack of communication, I'm sorry, communication and preparation and execution. So there was a, a, a group of parents that were like, okay, well, we'll just go with this new, new way. There was another group of parents that were the wait and see parents. And I'm saying this again, because this happens in work environments. When we as leaders um, fumble communication, we create division. And so we had the people who are committed to the new way. We had the people who were the wait and see. Well, wait and see what happens. And then we had the people who were, I would describe as kind of the agitators, um, the people who were frustrated, who didn't like the way they were communicated to. And so you had these three camps. And so, so what then began to transpire is that these three camps began having interactions and obviously conversation with their children. So we fast forward, um, the parents who were kind of the agitators who are really frustrated, um, you know, we got together and we wrote a letter to Director Sam, basically outlining our frustrations and outlining our expectations. Then we didn't hear anything from Coach, from, from uh, Director Sam. Uh, when finally, and one of the one of the areas that we had asked for was actually consistent communication, a meeting with all of the parents again to really understand why the change was made, being made, why the change in coaches was being made, as well as why the change in uh, level of play was being made. Where did it come from? And Director Sam again fumbled the opportunity. So Director Sam came back to parents and basically said uh, in via email, so this decision is final, the new coach is final, and the expectation is your players, your, your children, step up their level of play or they're going to find themselves stepped down to uh, a lower level team. And Director Sam did not address parents' request for uh, another meeting and did not also commit to communicating with the parent body on a regular basis. So again, imagine what has happened. So, and I understand it from this point. Whenever you have to deliver, you know, challenging news as a, uh, as a leader, sometimes we just want to barrel through and close all avenues for challenge, right? Which I think is a little bit of what what Director Sam did. But the other thing that well, was created by then the second, um, the second communication was the agitated parents became angry, angrier, fr- more frustrated. 
um, and less trusting of the entire process. The wait and see people, I think, still sat in wait and see. And the people who said, well, let's just do this next, let's do this, you know, let's let's commit with the way forward. This is what they said. So, you know, three bags full, we're going to move forward in this direction. Okay, now let's fast forward two months. We're in our we're in about our second month of this particular change. And it is fascinating to me what is happening. So the three groups of parents um, are still present. But the other interesting thing is we have bone carriers. I'll call them bone carriers. So the bone carriers are the people right now on your team, the bone carriers are the people that either sit in the agitator, angry, frustrated, I don't want this change camp, or the I'm committed, I'm good with where we're going camp. Um, Maybe a little bit of the wait and see camp. So the bone carriers go to each one of the groups and drop a seed. Well, I don't think that that new coach, Coach Jack, is doing a very good job. You know, he wouldn't even talk to me the other day when I went up to him and asked him a question. He just seems very blunt in his communication. So bone carriers, and we, again, we have these on teams, bone carriers go to each different group and share something to to test and to kind of foment dissension, in my opinion, and as I'm observing this happening. And what has been fascinating to me, and I've never really seen this in the way that I can see it now because I'm, I'm outside of it enough to watch and to kind of think about it. But on every team, when there is a change that is made and leadership does not bring people along, does not get buy-in, there then become the divisions. And we have very clear divisions on the team now from the parent and the parent side of it to the point where I think people don't trust each other and aren't really sure which camp each person sits in, but there's a, there's a eroded trust So if you're on uh, some of the articles we've been publishing recently about trust, you'll kind of see some of these elements uh, manifesting. Uh, But the other thing is, is that the, um, the people who are frustrated, they've been communicating with their children. Because as I hear my own son talk about the dynamics of the players and their interaction with the new coach, it is really clear that there is a filter on everyone in terms of what's really happening what's what are are there you know what what skills are really being developed and again i i am seeing this through the lens of watching the poor communication from the top leader from the beginning probably some directive that he has given to the new coach coach jack on how coach jack should be interacting with the parents, then the bone carriers who carry different um, different interpretations of messages between the three parent groups, the three division, the three divided groups. So I, I, I share this because I'm seeing how divisive an entire team, how divisive relationships and communication has happened as the result of one leader's um, uh, w- the way one leader communicated a massive change to an organization. And so I invite you to think about 
when it's time, you know, if there is there every, you know, there, we have so much change in, co- in companies and organizations and teams now from leadership changes to, you know, to, to directional changes to all kinds of things. But as leaders, I want you to really, I hope you can kind of reflect on this, this story a bit. And I want you to really think about when you have a big change initiative, what is your orientation as you think before you go in front of people, what is your orientation to convey that the change is coming? and to convey why that change is happening, and to convey the importance of it um, and the expectation of what might be, you know, what are the things that people should expect? Because in this situation, poor communication, poor delivery, um, a lack of buy-in has eroded trust, has created divisions, and those divisions are now affecting the level of player, uh, level of player's participation, as well as you know, how players are being, um, potentially being shifted around from the current team to other teams. So I invite you to think about it. I invite you to reflect on your own communication and to just unpack and discover ways that you might be able to more effectively communicate when you have, uh, you know, some big things that need to be communicated, especially that would create a lot of change and transformation for a team. Uh, or in a division department or, or company. So I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room, a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.